Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Mind you, I will be talking to the young people, but this is going to be for everybody. Last week was incredible. Was it 23 baptisms? 23 baptisms. Six, we knew they were going to happen, but there were people taking their phones out of their pockets and money and jumped in the baptismal pool, receiving, some receiving Christ for the first time, some rededicating their lives. I know some of these kids know Jesus, but they're like, no, I want to be washed again. Wash me, Jesus. Sometimes that's what we need because some of us, there's so much trash and filth in our lives that sometimes we need to get into the shower of living water. We just need to get baptized again. I, I know what all the theologians and everybody says about, well, you don't need to get, it, it's not necessary for you to go get baptized again. Well, okay, whatever. I think it's necessary to get clean. praise God. So I sat down and I saw the kids and, and I was just, I, my, my soul was just, I was like, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I, I thank you, God, for what you're doing. Look at these young people. Look at these young people. I've been in ministry. I've been in youth ministry. I've seen what's happened with these kids. But then three weeks later, the kids are back doing the same thing. Come on, parents. Your kids were, they were on fire for the Lord. They came in, you're crying. All your prayers were answered and it takes two days. They're back on their phones. Do you you guys know one of the reasons why they were so fired up when they were up there in the hill? Because they didn't have their cell phones. You kids are looking at me like, "Uh uh-uh, no, 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 pastor. Uncle John, mm-mm, I need my phone. But I'm telling you, you guys were doing so good, so good. But as a, as a father, I'm looking, and all of a sudden, you guys were on the phones. You were just talking, talking, talking. It got one day, and then you were back on the device. And then your, your behavior started showing back up again. And all of a sudden, your confession starts changing. And if I wouldn't preach this today, I'd give it another week and you'd be back in the same place. I said, God, not this time. I love when Jesus looked at Peter and he said, Peter, the devil desires to sift you as wheat, but I've prayed for you. You guys don't even know the power of prayer. See, so you guys, I got, a, I got the power of prayer. And, and I'm not saying that just because I'm the pastor and I got these. No, I don't have these superpowers. We all got superpowers. We got Holy Ghost. I, this is that maybe I need to get I need to get back and somebody get on the, the organ because back in the days when, when Pentecostal people talk about the Holy Ghost, people got excited. Listen, I want to tell you guys something. Young people, you love God, do you not? Yes. The problem is you love him, 
but you don't fear him. There's a difference between loving him and fearing him. Loving him because you love his attributes. You love him because of the things that he does for you. You love him because he's gotten you out of trouble. You love him. But when he turns around and tells you, no, stop, don't doing that, you don't fear him. Why do you call me Lord and not do what I tell you to do? This is what I started to see. Turn with me to Matthew 17. And I don't even know where it's at. But I know it's in Matthew 17. Help us, Jesus. This is what the Lord showed me. It's going to be some Matthew 17. Maybe I won't read it, but it's right there. Start for the, the, the whole chapter. Let's start with the first. First thing. Jesus took James, Peter, and John, his brother, and led them up to a high mountain by themselves. Jesus took Judah, Josiah, we getting there? Jaden, CJ, he took them, Jesus himself them up to the mountain to be alone and when he was there listen listen I'll just tell you the story because I ain't got time to read it it's Matthew 20 Matthew 17 you read it but I'm just going to tell you guys listen to what I'm about to tell you what's happening you know what ends up happening is Jesus takes people up to a high place and he stops because he says look I'm going to show you something but I got to get you away from some people even people that you are in ministry with. I'm going to get you to a place. Look, I'm just going to mind you, I can take all the other guys, but I'm going to take you three specifically. You three. Because it's going to be Peter, James, and John. The sons of thunder and the one that gets mad all the time. Come on. Jesus takes him and says, watch this. He says, stay right there. So when Jesus comes up and he stands there and all of a sudden the three disciples look up and when they look up the bible says this all of a sudden they see jesus in his full glory and i sing it sing it for me and i'm not i'm not see you guys don't understand you seen but see you you walked with jesus you listened to jesus you ate with jesus you knew him as the carpenter's son but he turned around he says i'm gonna open up your eyes on the mountain so you could see my glory his full glory they saw it not the other disciples because god God chose them three specifically for them to see. And when he's up there, they saw him. Watch this. And up there, they saw Jesus turn around. And Jesus, all of a sudden, what appeared was Moses and Elijah. And he started talking with them. And all of a sudden, I can get deep into this whole thing because Jesus went a, a different way. They were staying here and they're looking like, oh my gosh, his clothes look as kind of like white, like light. They were just lighting up. He just, I, I, I seen him in an earthly form, but I see him in a spiritual form. I see him, I see him who 
how, how he is for real. And then I see these two men and they're talking. They're just chopping it up, right? And all of a sudden, Peter goes, oh, Master, let's put this together now because I'm visual. Jesus went off to talk to them. Peter's over here and Peter started to talk to Jesus. He says, Master, please, we don't want to go. We don't want to, we don't want to leave this place. We don't want to leave at the campground. We don't want to stay here at the campground. And let us build a monument here for, for Pastor Dan Nally and Pastor, Pastor JR. Can we, and we'll also build an altar for you. Because I don't want to leave this place. And the Bible declares that he said that Jesus answered him from afar off. <laughs> Man, let me just, let me, I got I to gotta, I gotta show it to you. Watch this. Why is this number, uh, chapter, um, verse 5. While he was still speaking, this is Peter, while Peter was still running his mouth, behold, a bright cloud, a bright cloud? Hmm. Overshadowed them and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son in whom I well pleased. Hear him. Basically what God was saying, hear him. Not just here on the mountain. You need to make sure you start listening to him when you get back down where you're going. And then it says the disciples heard it and they fell on their face. But Jesus came and touched them. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Arise. Don't be afraid. When they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Amen. Amen. I want you guys to see the difference. Is that there is an atmosphere when you were on the mountain. There was an atmosphere and you love that atmosphere. And now you come down and your atmosphere right now is here in the church. But I need to tell you something, young people and everybody else. This atmosphere, the church is great. I love being here with all you guys. I love it. Trust me. But you need to take something home with you. Maybe you need to understand. Maybe you don't understand what I'm saying. See, what we like to do is keep Jesus in the building. But we need to take Jesus wherever we go. Come on, young people. Because you are world changers. You need to understand who you are. There's some people and relationships in your life you just need to cut off. And I'm not, let's talk about all y'all here. Well, you know, Jesus, Jesus, he ate with sinners. That's a lie. Jesus was on a mission. He was saying, repent. Peter said, repent. John said, repent. You ain't doing your friends no favors of just sitting there and not telling them about Jesus. Huh? But 
there's an atmosphere that you guys need to remember. And that atmosphere isn't in the, it isn't here in the building. That atmosphere wasn't up there at the Mount of Transfiguration where your eyes were opened up and you saw Jesus again. I've heard testimony after testimony of how God met you at, uh, at the, Mount Trans, the Mount of Transfiguration. And then now you come down here and you ain't, you act like you ain't never known Jesus. But God says, I'm going to put in you my spirit. The same way I have a thermostat is the same way we can set atmospheres wherever we go. See, like right now, it's hot. It's hot. And what we could do, we could be the thermostat or the thermometer. Because some of y'all in here, you're here and you're holy. Hey, you're hot. But then when you go somewhere else, you change with weather. You need to be steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding. You need to set the atmosphere wherever you go. If you can't change the atmosphere, you need to leave. But God said, and I'm looking at you guys right now, and this is confirming for me. This is what confirmed, because the Lord was telling me all these scriptures, and I was like, what am I going to do with it? But this is what, I'm turning around and I'm looking where you guys are at right now. Together. There's power in the togetherness. When you guys are together, a body fitly joined together. See, when you guys, you guys, because each one of you go to different schools, you need to seek each other out because you're not going to make it on your own. I promise you, ain't nobody that holy. I need the church. Yes, I need the building, but I need the church. I need my arm and my leg. I don't leave my house without them. I bring them with me wherever I go. It's the atmosphere. And I'm going to share this with you because I was like, man, God, we've seen you. And then all of a sudden I was like, who else might have did to me? And I was like, Lord, quit. I said, all right, I'll go. So I go all the way over to Exodus. Exodus 34, 12. No, 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 no. Exodus 33, 12. Listen to this. Then Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring me this people but you have not let me let me know, excuse me, whom you will send with me. You will have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray if I have found grace in your sight, show me your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. Turn around, look, look, at, look, look, look turn around, and look at each other. That's your people. Amen. All y'all are Moses. Is there a female term for Moses? Mosita. There you go. Mo- Moesia. Mosesia. <laughs> Th- thanks, babe. <laughs> and this is what the Lord said. 14. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Which means... Your presence, God's presence isn't just here in the church. 
His presence isn't just up there on the Mount, the Mount of Transfiguration. His presence goes with you. The only time his presence doesn't go with you is when you try to leave it at home. And then it goes on down and, and, and Moses was asking all these things and God was answering. And finally, Moses was like, I'm just going to go for broke. He said, he's going to give me his glory. He's going to give me grace. He's this, this. And then he turns around and Moses says this. And he said, please, God, show me your glory. See, back then, he, they had to ask. But when Jesus was there, Jesus said, you don't even have to ask. I'm going to show you so much of my goodness, I'm going to let you see your, yourself. Because when Moses said, show me your glory, the Lord said, you can't because nobody can look upon God and live. Because they will die. But God gave you the eyes to be able to see, see him on the mountain. But then he turns around and says, listen, Moesha, Moses. I'm going to send my presence with you. So wherever you go, because this is what I'm trying to tell you right now. The mantle is being passed. It doesn't just happen yet. It's happening in the spirit and it's being, ha it's, it's being, I don't want you to drop the baton. I've I, I, I watched races. I used to run track and the guys will be coming around the corner because we're running. Now, mind you, it's a team race. You're getting ready. First guy takes off. He's like, okay, okay. Watch this. This is the problem that we have, young people. We're sitting there like this, and you see the guy coming, but you know what we're doing? We're too busy doing this. And all of a sudden, before you know it, the mantle, the baton, comes and runs you, hits you, you ain't ready. And then they drop the baton. The Bible says, be ye also ready. Yeah. I see it coming. I see, my, I see my dad running. I see my mom running. Come they coming with the baton. So I'm going to get ready. I'm going to get ready. Come on, come on. Now, here's the thing. You're, you're, you're getting ready, but you need to know that there's a time that comes that you can't wait on it. You got to start running. And as they're running, don't look back because they're going to catch up to you. And as they catch up, you're going to hear this. Stick. I remember, I remember in track, you just. Because I'm fast. So you get the baton and you take off and you start running. Right now is what I'm telling you. The mantle, the baton is being passed to all of you guys, to this Joshua generation. You got a mantle. You got a responsibility. And you got to take on the presence of God wherever you go. You need to link arms with one another. You got to keep going forward on the calling, the higher calling of Christ Jesus that God has called for you. You need to make sure that you be on point with one another. Confront one another. Tell them the truth. I don't want you guys to lose your confession. So many of us here are broken because of church hurt. Pastors preaching one thing and doing something else out here. 
I promise you, the pastors of this place, the same way we're up here, is the same way we're here. The same place at the restaurants, wherever you see us, if, if you see us fighting or getting upset, come and check us. We're really big on relationships here. And if you're going to have real relevant relationships, that requires friction, but confrontation. Not conflict, confrontation. If you guys call each other friends, tell them, tell the truth. I'm telling you right now, I, I, I've been, I'll tell you right now, you guys, it's a big thing. I see it on me, social media when people talk about, mm-mm, mm-mm, I'm snitching. If you in the car and you got, you got a gun on you, I'm snitching. Why should I ruin my life for your stupidity? Well, no, I'm loyal. No, you're dumb. I hate to tell you thug stories, and I don't, but I know one of the, the, the biggest crimes that I committed in my life, we were, we were on our way to go do it, and there was one guy in there, and Royal, Royal is your uncle, wherever she is, Drico, I'm going to say it too, anyway, Drico was in the, and we, go, man, we were about to do some bad stuff, y'all, we was on our way, and out of nowhere, Drico says, stop the car. For what, man? We're about to do this. He said, hey, man, stop the car real quick. So we stopped. He goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. He opened up the door real quick. He got, I said, I ain't going with y'all. Bye. (laughs) Trico. You a punk, bruh. Let's go. We can do this. Trico's like, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. You go. So the whole way we're on our way talking about how much of a punk he was and all this other stuff. He wasn't down. He and all this. I'm saying all this. And he, he didn't have my back. He was my right. He wasn't a ride or die. And then guess what? That night I was in jail. Drico, Drico was at home probably drinking a beer. And I was in jail facing life in prison. Sometimes you just need to get out the car. Sometimes, sometimes you look at your friend, look. Praise God. God. So you guys don't realize that God has placed a gift in your hand called Uber. If you're at a party, you know you shouldn't be there. You look at you and your friends are, are in that stuff. I ain't even going to say nothing. I'm going to be like. Uh, yeah. Hey, mom. Yeah. I'm at this party and. Um, uh uh-uh, uh, I'm just letting you know I'm on my way home. I, I see, I know you're tracking me, but um, I'm I'm on my way home in an Uber. I'm on my way. Just letting you know. Bye. Hold on to your confession. Hold on to your confession. I can't say it so. I, I can't say it clearly. What are you confessing? What, what is your testimony saying? What is your witness saying about Jesus Christ? Do people just see you, you know, when they see you, they're like, oh, that's just so-and-so. He's a Christian. He, yeah, I don't remember. He, he doesn't say anything to me about my sin. You should be telling everybody about their sin. Everybody. Because if you love them, You'll tell them. 
And don't sit here and worry. You know, everybody has sin. We do. So we need to be pointing out each other's sin. Matter of fact, we should have a group, a growth group called Pointing Out Our Sin. Let's get that down. Yeah, let's get that down. Let's, let's write it down. You guys know me. I'm random. I just throw stuff out. The problem is Jackie's going to be like next week is going to be up there. Hey, growth group, start next week. Pointing out your sin. Hebrews 10. Listen, listen here. This is what I need to tell you. Remember what I just said? When, when, when Jesus, I mean, when God the Father said this, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He said that to you. That's just, just put yourself in the place of, the, of, of the, the, the apostles at that time. He's telling you, listen, I'm trying to tell you something. He says, this is my son whom I'm well, well pleased with. Listen to him. I'm not trying to say, listen, I'm not saying I'm Jesus, but listen to what I'm saying. Because what I'm saying to you is the truth. I'm not telling you about being blessed. I'm not telling you about how to make money. I'm not telling you about all that other stuff. I'm telling you how to live life the way God wants us to live that life. Hebrews 10, 23 and 25. And Tira, you, you can come. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering uh, let me stop there let us hold fast sometimes you need to go back and look online and look at the things that you might have said when you stood up here in front of the, a cloud of witnesses and I'm not just talking to our young people because we've had testimony service people get man God has changed my life he made a way out of no way. Yeah. From now on, from this day forward, I'm going to serve God with all my heart, yeah. all my mind, and all my strength. And that's great. And we, we clap, and it's good. It feels good here. But when we go out those doors, what you going to do then? Remind yourself. Hold fast to your confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. You know what that means? Let us consider with one another with love. Stick together. Love one another. Tell the truth with meekness and gentleness. Give grace to those when they mess up hear me when I say that because we're really big we're, we're a country right now that love to point fingers at people because they make mistakes right this cancel culture why you want to cancel somebody people make mistakes huh a lot of mistakes mm. Mm. when my kids were young they acted like kids, little kids. They run around with diapers on. They, they pick up stuff. They jump. They do all that. I expected them to act like that. But when they grew up and they started getting older, I started expecting some great things. Like when they were little, like John Bobby, when he goes to the bathroom, you know, my, my grandson, 
he goes to the bathroom, I clap. But I don't clap when JR goes to the bathroom. I expect it. If you are 30 years old and still asking for somebody to take you to the bathroom, if you're fine, if you're okay, then you've got a problem. And that's going on, what's going on in the church. There's too many immature Christians that refuse to grow up. When I was a child, I acted like a child. I spoke like a child. I did things like a child. But when I grew up, I put away those childish things. We need to get to a point where we need to grow up. Yes, you guys, you're not children. But you're not fully adults yet. The law may see you. But I'm telling you right now, you're literally in this place where ministry is about if you you're in that ready position and let us consider one another to stir up love and good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching what is that day that day is the day that you take the mantle I'm glad that Pastor JR wasn't, isn't here today. Because I can tell him right now, he'd be looking at me going, Dad, man, you kind of being, you know, you, you kind of crushing everything, you know, like, take it easy, Dad, they just came back. No, I'm glad he wasn't here because he loves you guys. I don't know you guys how much he sacrifices. You think I sacrifice? He sacrifices for you guys. Not just you, but everybody. He's at church seven days a week. So what I'm asking you guys is to take, start taking the mantle. Get ready for the baton. And you need to come and start helping out and doing things. Maybe, maybe you can. Maybe, I don't know if you play the drums or you sing or whatever you do. And there's a lot more things than just being up here on the altar. There's things around here that you have. You have gifts. You have talents. Not for you to waste on yourself, but for the body of Christ. to move you get ready for the baton but before I say this or before we end because we're going to get out of here preaching all this great stuff is good but it's not good unless somebody gives their life to Christ There's people in here that's been in church for a long time. There's people here that haven't even, they knew Jesus. <laughs> they know Jesus now. They know, they can sit down and read this thing backward and forward. But have you been to the Mount of Transfiguration yet? Where God will expose to you his full glory. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If you guys stand to your feet.
if you're here today and you say, this is, that's me. I want to know Jesus Christ. I know him as a carpenter's son. I know him as, as uh, the son of God. And I, I know him as Mary's baby, but I want to see him in his full glory. I want to receive that Jesus Christ into my heart. If that's you today, I want to ask you just to come on front. Say, that's me. If that's you, just come on up to the front.